the mother and shurabindu have done what they came to do to establish a new consciousness upon earth they have uh, created the ground the matrix for the next evolution of man into the superhumanity of tomorrow but as we said yesterday that if we enter into the utopia and we are not ready for it we will not even understand we will not be able to live in that so there is needed from our side an effort they have built the bridge we have to walk on the bridge and the minimum that is needed to walk this path a bare minimum which sometimes can be really more than enough the mother says that is faith she speaks of particularly two things faith and gratitude just to know that the divine exists to know that he is there to help us we are not alone on this great tremendous difficult dangerous delightful journey he walks with us holds us carries us through all the trials and tribulations of life there are countless reasons to be grateful the fact that we breathe means we have a chance <laughs> we wake up in the morning it's so beautiful to start the day with gratitude that we have yet another day when we can walk cover some distance on this great journey and gratitude itself opens the doors and then faith she says there is a whole section of humanity which doesn't know anything it doesn't know about all the things that we talk about super mind levels of consciousness all this but by the fact that they have faith of the divine sacrifice in matter it be redeemed so this is something very tremendous we don't realize the power of faith and we have to guard it like a most sacred treasure it's a gift of grace i sometimes wonder how do people manage their life when they don't have faith it can be terrible <laughs> so we have to guard it like a sacred treasure and shubhendu speaks of faith as the pilgrim staff you know when we are walking in utter darkness so they not even the torch light so what do we do we have a lathi stuff so this is a wonderful thing it's a support it is also you know when you do cut 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 many animals will just go away but they know somebody is walking the path <laughs> it is also good to feel the things which are around you so faith is the pilgrim staff on the journey and the surest guide in the darkest days it leads us right to the doors of knowledge the time comes when faith melts into knowledge then we don't need faith because we have the knowledge of course one must understand that the word knowledge like the word love like the word will mean very different things in yogic terminology knowledge from the yogic standpoint is not book knowledge it's not intellectual knowledge it's not academic knowledge all these things may prepare the ground for the knowledge but knowledge can come without any of these things and knowledge may not come even after we have read all the scriptures in the world this has been the well known mystic truth and shurbindo says the same thing it's it's not something which uh, you know uh, we don't understand so reading books is a great help because it tills the ground it prepares us but in itself it should not be mistaken for knowledge knowledge is a direct vision of the one it comes when oneness dawns upon us and when that dawns we discover that all that the books describe and all the books in the world all that they have spoken written has been written and spoken about the eternal actually is very little i won't say nothing <laughs> compared to the actual glimpse it's the glory of glory so it's very good to read books it's good to hear it's good to listen 
it's good to read but this knowledge must be translated into real time practice this reading and this intellectual preparation must be translated into real time practice that's how understanding comes it doesn't come by constantly churning this uh, knowledge into our heads like a piece of information it's not that sri ramakrishna would say that if there is water and you churn water you won't get butter out of it if you churn makkhan then you know butter then uh, or uh, what is a churn then milk then you will get nice clarified butter out of it you won't get just by churning water so this all that we read and hear and then we discuss debate analyze compare contrast it will not give knowledge that's for sure when we read then we steadily apply it with faith in the divine wisdom in the divine leading a faith which is very logical that he who has brought me thus far will carry me further and while we may think that we are all uh, you know here because we made a choice we paid up we signed up somebody told us even little children from surat you may think that you know you are here because you are doing internship it's not true that is an outer reason excuse you are here because something within you has been picked up and you are here and uh, that something's purpose is far deeper than whatever superficial understanding of things may be so we may come for different reasons different causes but it doesn't matter divine can use any outer excuse for something much more profound and deeper so reading is a help but reading can become an hindrance if we regard it as an end in itself the gita and shurbindo in synthesis of yoga cautions us reminds shurbindo reminds us of the gita shabd brahmati vartate go beyond the written word and he says that the sadhaka of the integral yoga may find one book many books depending on his stage of evolution depending on his background it could be the gita the bible or any book scripture as a starting point of entry but and even though these books may be helpful he says but he is not a sadhaka of a book he is a sadhaka of the infinite so that is the important thing to remember true understanding comes when we walk the path true understanding comes when we do rather than only think about it thinking is a first step but doing is knowing so what is to be done so much madhuran shubindra has spoken about it shubindra summarizes it in one word utsaha the keenness of the disciple to learn they have given us infinity most of these books i have seen it's a sad sight <laughs> lying in libraries libraries of devotees disciples centers i wondered why so the one idea is very difficult it's not true it may be true to an extent of a book like the life divine and the human cycle though actually if we read it with a seeker's heart not shubhin the writings are very direct then we have the entire conversations with the mother so simple letters on yoga extremely simple and when we read they are meant for that shubhin has given it uh, as a you know it doesn't matter what we are doing in our everyday life practice we are in the field of healing so much they have given about the truth behind the healing how you know healing takes place and what they have given us entire divine vision of life truth behind relationships truth behind uh, material energies and forces with which we deal with truth behind astrology truth behind religion truth behind sleep and dream and waking truth behind eating food everything we are doing all the time why not do it with a deeper vision of things and they have lent their eyes to us shubindra literally in a sense lost his outer eye because he wanted to give sight to us literally writing writing typing in those days we didn't have that thing and then he would see but with the eye of consciousness and we don't even feel it necessary to you know read a book and it doesn't need any you know we are going anywhere 
we can just carry a book. It can change our lives. We don't realize its power. I know of a disciple who, who, uh, whose wife was, you know, had turned towards Mother and Shivindu because she came from a family of uh, very deep devotees, and she would tell her husband because husband did not uh, sympathize with her journey. So she used to tell him that don't give me costly saris and anything. You know, he was a rich man. Just give me money to go to Pondicherry. That's all I need. Time to time I want to go there. And he said, okay, but don't go for too many days. So she didn't want to annoy him. So she would say, okay, I'm going to my parents' place. And parent knew. <laughs> so she would go. She would say, I'm going for 20 days to parents' place and two days to Pondicherry. But the whole thing was reversed. It was two days at parents' place and 20 days at Pondicherry. This man was carrying on. It's okay. Usual life. One day he was going, traveling from Pune to Bombay. And he wanted to, you know, uh, some book you pick up, not to read on the way. So generally he would pick up a magazine and that day, because it, he was really getting late and he told his wife, give, give some book, something I want to read. And then he pulled out, <laughs> not realizing what he's pulling out, the mother. Shurabindo, the mother. He said, okay, what is it like? You read a tabloid, the mother, put it in the suitcase. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'll read on the way. And he says that book changed his life. It's a small book, 62 pages. It's a small book. And he read it and it changed his life. He came back a changed person. He completely gave up all the old habits. He, he became more keen to now not only send her but himself to go. So we don't realize the impact of the, how powerful it can be and... Uh, when the time will come, when the revelation will take place, and that's how we should read. If we don't understand, it's okay. We are, how time is slipping by. Sometimes I feel it's so frightening. People enter there, you know, what in India is called as Vanaprast. They're still busy with all the usual things in life, uh, you know, knowing that the end is going to be Doga Jameen Ke Niche or, uh, you know, Agni, Swaha, is it, I mean, it doesn't require much to, it's there. And yet, you know, one continues. And then one wants Kurvan Nevehekar, one is a mis mistranslation of this great truth, knowing that the Vasudeva is here in the world. But it's like, you know, I must pull on somehow, I must manage my life. How much can I enjoy, 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 like the mythical king Yayati, you know, who even asked his son's youth to enjoy life. <laughs> famous Puru Rava who says, okay, you take my half of my life and you enjoy. So this is uh, at some point, you know, time is slipping by and there is very little time. Actually, we as human beings, we don't realize it. So we try to run away, go here, there, partying, spending, thinking that, you know, it's going to, but it doesn't buy us happiness. There is something very temporary and momentary. So, uh, knowing all that, we must put all of ourselves into this journey. That is the utsah of the disciple. But Shubhinda also cautions that this utsah must be without vyakulta. Vyakulta is, oh, when will I have the experience, when will I? Our work is our work and the divine's work is divine's work. <laughs> so, our work is to make a bonfire of our entire being. Divine work is to do what he does with the bonfire. <laughs> It's a purifying process one has to go through. And in this process, two things which are, Shubhindo speaks of as an indispensable basis, the very first foundations of, on which we have to build these, not only new creation, but the deeper spiritual life without which it cannot be built, is peace and equanimity. Indispensable foundations. Now, equanimity may not be needed in a pure jnana yoga or Bhakti Yoga. But the moment you speak about Karma Yoga or in Yoga which is life engaging, life transforming like Shurabindo, equanimity is a must. And if you look at it, every day, 24 hours, countless opportunities the grace gives us to practice this. Sometimes the weather will not be according to our likings and sometimes the food. Sometimes the people with whom we are sharing our journey may not be those whom we wish to. Sometimes we may be tagged along with someone who has no sympathy for our journey. Divine play, enjoy it. 
sometime we will be you know looking at everybody's defects except our own these are opportunities to practice economy sometimes somebody will come and pass a very critical remark just when we want to hear a compliment wonderful opportunity and when we look upon these things we discover oh my god life is a series of lost opportunities <laughs> the divine came so close what stood between me and the divine was just this trust and equanimity had i taken this leap i would have seen the um, revelation of grace but i couldn't take and then there is suffering bitterness complaining grudging grumbling which makes things worse doubt complaints grumbling mother says it brings in all kinds of adverse forces in the atmosphere life will give what it has to give it's our share everybody has to go through their own share pandavas were not spared shri krishna was not spared rama was not spared christ was not spared shurvinda was not spared who is it who has been spared so when suffering come we should say oh we are in good company not that we should ask for suffering but when it comes we say oh thank you you have thought that i am a little worthy of sharing your <laughs> burden and then don't carry it like something big pass it on you know you are an old hand at it every time you have come earth has given you heaps and truck loads of pain and suffering and you have borne it with what magnanimity forgive them for they know not what they are doing i just wonder if <laughs> we can't even forgive somebody who has you know once upon a time said a bad word and here is someone from the cross saying this i mean this these are such inspirations look at the life of buddha that's why one of the things that i recommend always when people ask what should we read life divine synthesis of yoga isn't it all the volumes everybody has by heart <laughs> <laughs> so i recommend read the life of shurbindo not the lives of shurbindo but the life of shurbindo <laughs> to be sure <laughs> of course you have to be careful in choosing a biography there is no doubt about it but one of the biographies which i recommend strongly is rishab chand's shurbindo his life unique another one shurbindo or the adventure of consciousness in the western con- context especially then a third one 12 years with shurbindo read the stories of these disciples and i i can tell you if you read rishabchand's book for example you'll know about yoga you don't have to uh, what should we do you'll read look at shurbindo's life look at mother's life how they have lived their life and you know we'll know what yoga is about and it's inspires it it's one way of c- coming close to the lord you know in indian tradition you have this there are books of yoga plenty of books this sutra that sutra brahma sutra narad bhakti sutra patanjali yoga sutra shiv sutra many books are there isn't it but what do most people read and feel inspired by two books ramayana and bhagavata strange why right? there are stories of the life of rama and krishna what happens when you read these stories you feel close and you understand it's a direct kind of intimacy people often ask how to develop bhakti Yes, bhakti is a grace. It's a crowning realization. No doubt, it comes as a gift of grace, and one should ask for bhakti, faith, like one asks for any other thing, even much more for this. We can't imagine what it means. When Krishna Prem, we were talking about, he came to ashram, and he met the mother, and uh, he asked the mother something, which he recounts later on with his disciples, her disciples. He said, "You know what he asked? I was so touched, and I was so happy. He said, 'Give me bhakti for my guru.'" mother says but you already have it he says i don't yet have enough i want more mother was so happy that somebody has asked for the real kohinoor you know people used to do tapasya read the story of dhruv prela dhruv did tapasya for god knows those days when people could live for thousand years i don't know young child little child doing tapasya tapasya and when when the lord appears before him he says give me akhand avichal bhakti akhand is something which is unbroken avichal which never wavers give me that love for you as a child when i had read it i said my god he has asked this after all this tapasya 
But he asked this and you know he was blessed. The Lord Prahlad, I mean Dhruv and Prahlad were two unique characters whom the divine said wherever you are I will always be with you. It's a joke. So the power of bhakti asks for bhakti. But bhakti also grows. When we read the stories of Mother and Shurabindu and you know whoever we have faith in, those stories do something to the heart. So this, this, all this helps us to grow towards that knowledge, towards that truth. In the end, these distinctions fall away. Love reveals to us, you know, when we want to know about someone, what is the best way to know? You know, when people go for courtship period, dating, how do they know each other? Acha, tell me what are your likes and dislikes? What color cloth you like to wear? What are your taste and tendency? What cinema you like to watch? Nothing you will know except superficial inanities. Live with a person for two days you will begin to know. And even then, much will not be revealed till you live for a long time. <laughs> you know, your husband may be appreciated by hundreds of people outside him, a big man. <laughs> Ask his wife. <laughs> <laughs> he will say, Are may janti hu. <laughs> Usko may janti se. <laughs> Why does she? And it's truth. Because she knows everything simply because she has lived and she has loved. You know, love leads to another kind of knowledge. There is a wonderful line in Savitri. When death tells Savitri, No, for knowing thou shalt cease to love. Savitri answers, when I have loved all, then I shall know. Just the reverse. She says, I know that knowledge is a vast embrace. Look the line. What is knowledge? It's not here. It's here. Knowledge is a vast embrace. I know the all is the myriad one. The many are the million bodied one. She knows that. This is knowledge, one and oneness, and it comes by love. So, we can ask for love, we can ask for faith, we can ask for peace and equanimity, so many opportunities of equanimity. This is yoga in real time. Peace. How to call peace? Mother says call like an idiot. Peace, 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 peace. That's why in India every time Om Shanti, 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 Shanti. One day, Miss Shanti will think he is calling me for a long time. <laughs> Let me come. And that day life will change. Because after all, you know, the gods are listening. Shanti is a goddess. Don't ask me which pantheon. <laughs> Faith is a god. Shobindra has revealed a whole list of gods which we never knew are gods. <laughs> Faith is a god. There were four things, four gods, or four powers that were pillars of immortality. And Shobindra and the mother were trying to bring them down in the early disciples. Very early. So one of them was faith, aspiration, devotion and surrender. These were the four pillars of immortality. So one of them was faith. And the person in whom faith was coming lost his head. It is such a tremendous power. We, we just don't understand. We think it's like... So faith began to come and he couldn't. He had to go away, you know. So famous story of Tirupati and Aushirbindo. Then, you know, carried his journey. It's, it's a whole... So these are gifts. So when we call peace, first aid, as a doctor, one of the things that I used to teach... My students, when you have an emergency, what is the first thing you will do? So some will say whatever the number is in India, now it is 108. Good, blessed number. <laughs> <laughs> or you will call, no, 911 is also good. 9 is material perfection and 1 is of course the divine. So call, call it like that. So it is, you know, and... 11 is reborn because you know 10 completes a cycle so literally you are calling the divine to make you be reborn in material terms so you know it's a perfect number for emergency in India people connect with 108 so you have 108 
or people will say i'll do this i'll do that one of the first things that was taught to us as doctors was reassure a patient if he is conscious it's so important it's a tremendous power when he goes to a doctor and says don't worry take care but if doctor has serious face with sweat dripping on his forehead patient is half dead <laughs> so it's a spiritual correlation is that when we are in moments of crisis call peace call the divine ask for that peace and calm yes it's difficult obviously if we have not practiced it in our life then it will not come because we have not plugged the wires we have the phone but the wire is not plugged so you keep putting the number nothing is happening you have not activated the line so every day we we can call peace you know all the whenever we feel like call peace so it it works wonderfully when there is a fight going on between two persons the wife one person starts saying peace peace not like peace peace not <laughs> peace 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 and after sometimes there is no point fighting with this fellow no because people get joy when they fight it's a food tasty food spicy food so this is the foundation of this yoga if you see the first book that came out of letters of on shirbindo's yoga you know what is what was the book called basis of yoga it was distributed in dasham first chapter is calm peace equanimity <laughs> basis of yoga food sleep sex another chapter you know it's like these are the foundations how you work upon it it will lead us towards a higher life that's what is goes in the ground of preparing us for the uh, new race the super humanity of tomorrow then along with this effort of the disciple and along with all these things the most important thing is aspiration the fire now how to light up aspiration people have asked even these questions can you imagine how to light up aspiration mother says go near fire so simple shubhendra and the mother's books are fires go to ashram people take all the way masubai was remind i mean i am i have quoted your story in several times i think not here when you spoke to usaben and she told you that are you coming to pondicherry you were in surat right and you said i don't know i am thinking because it's a day or two days or something what did she say even if you can come for one hour seconds seconds it is worth it word on request seconds yes even if you can come for seconds it's worth it this is a prayer of the mother one of the shortest prayers a few moments spent before the are worth centuries of felicity seconds because god doesn't require a long time to do what he has to do and imagine it's not just going there it's the whole preparation you are buying a ticket you are going through all the process and all that what you are doing you are actually thinking i'm going to go there all this is important you know that's why it is said in the ancient scriptures that every step you take towards the divine towards a tirtha to that's how it is said pilgrimage gives you the result of a thousand ashwamedh yagna leaving aside the exaggeration leaving aside the deeper sense of ashwamedh yagna for a moment even there i mean ashwamedh yagna the, the, the all the energies that you pour into the yagna now this whole energy some people are preparing for a whole year i am going to go then all this is going in the hundi of our you know what we call as uh, divine karmas <laughs> it is going there it's an energy it's an effort it's not like you know when people say mother ji bulayenge tab aa jayenge and mother will call i will come what, what do you mean that mother will send a ticket maybe she may god knows <laughs> but that's not the attitude of a disciple attitude is okay let me prepare it's difficult for going from here even i have seen in people in india when mother calls i will come what what is this you you know thank god shurbindo has his ashram in pondicherry supposing it was in alaska every day i feel grateful 
that thank you so much you have in pondicherry if i can't end up feeling grateful that you have your place in pondicherry and i am in india it's if nothing else i i mean i i have to be grateful with the last breath imagine if you were in alaska what situation i would have been i am not bothered about others <laughs> totally selfish gratitude <laughs> if you were in alaska sometimes really wonder that what what life would have been how miserable you feel and even that is important sometimes to increase the fires aspiration is a strange thing the divine sometimes keeps you away let the fire grow it's growth of the fire it can grow any which way and then we have to feed the fire it's not only when we meditate but everyday activity offering offering how does fire grow by putting havi into it and how do we put havi you must have seen the yagna ritual when you put ghee so what do you say there is a mantra vidon om so and so swaha then again you will put uh, wood pieces om so and so swaha last is om aham swaha that is not said <laughs> but the point is that you know <laughs> i am not going into the deeper symbolism which is very beautiful everything that is put the gritam the the wood pieces very profound but the sum and substance of it is that when we put you know mother puts it so simply that the beauty of mother's writings you know what she says there is a fire in the center of the heart put everything in it with the divine name now you see what is it om so and so swaha divine name so all the activities that you know we go through in life mother take them that's how janina stoka's book captive of her love how beautiful book she says now i have learned the yoga after staying in ashram i have learned the yoga what is the yoga she says it is very simple i have a headache i tell mother it's your headache <laughs> <laughs> my maid servant has not come i am disturbed so i say mother it's your problem what mother spoke about her when she passed away she says she has done a work for me shown me what the new form will be like nine years of stay she could do this yoga polished nurse amazing to give to the divine it's not like only big things and good things everything good also good will be transformed into its true reality good is not what we understand as good karna was a good guy but perfectly useless and even dangerous his goodness was not good from the divine point of view so everything that we consider as good everything that we consider as bad and everything in between and all the pleasant the unpleasant everything we keep offering by remembering the divine name that's how the fire grows so this is the way it keeps on growing and then shubindu says that the third element and very important one is the master the guru sometimes i feel i have uh, of course not read the new book but i have just heard a little bit about it spirituality without spirit that is only duality you may add duality or multiplicity spirituality without spirit is literally that there are all kinds of things which are taught to us but minus the divine this was my problem when i used to go for Uh, seminars on psychology integral psychology all this used to happen delhi and they would call and all this and i stopped going after a time and when people would ask is it because you know you guys are just cutting around the whole thing beating around the bush you are not talking about the core what is the core the divine there is no you know psychology of this kind without the divine are you ready to listen that there is a divine reality of our being oh that is mysticism i said fine then let mysticism be where it is and psychology where it is you can't combine the two you know because if you have to combine you have to bring in what is divine is the core the hub the the source the origin how can there be you know creation it's is bringing the creator into creation it is we who divorced it's not the creator who wanted to be away we by our conceptions you know of what was that called um, rene descartes and then dualism all kinds of things philosophy and science we kept the divine away don't meddle with us don't mess with our lives we are messed up already 
okay. I am a person of retiring predisposition. I'll be, you put me on a, somewhere in the sky, he's on a pedestal, all right. You manage your things. So then after a while, things started going into a doomsday mode. Then people say, you are to be blamed. He said, you are the guys who told me you stay there. Now you tell me that I am to be blamed. Should I come? Should I intervene? And we are still debating whether we should or we should not. That is the problem. So divine, the grace. But when we use the word divine, we should be careful that it is not our image of the divine. We have an idea of the divine. Oh, he is all loving. Meaning thereby, everything will be fine henceforward with me and my family. Shobindo reminds us that the divine lover and friend of mankind reveals himself to Arjuna, his chosen disciple, as the as time the destroyer. When Arjuna says, who are you? He says, Kalos me bhava. I am time who destroys and divorces all things. Kali who comes and when she comes, she is the world mother and she just plucks our egos like, you know, football and throws it aside. So when we call the divine, it implies surrender and trust, not an image. We, we play with images like we play with, with the world through images. But divine definitely goes beyond our images. All that mind can conceive, he goes beyond it. So implicit within, you know, when we use the word divine is that he knows better than what we do. Mother says a lot of uh, problems of the world would be solved if people knew that the divine knows at least a little more than them. What are his ways? Mysterious ways. Why mysterious? Because the ego doesn't like it. So you have this weird word called karma used in this sense. Why you made the bagla so fair and the koel who is so sweet and melodious voice black. Now Udhav is asking why you have done this. Are precisely to break your mental formation that fear is good. But we don't look at it like that. No, we have presumed in our mind that fear is good and black is not good. So divine breaks this formation. He says, look, look here, black is beautiful. But we don't want to look at it like that. We have presumed in our minds that this is how the divine should act. So there are so many uh, ways of, you know, uh, understanding the divine wisdom which comes as we walk the path. Otherwise we can't. Why he does, why he gives the kingdom to Duryodhana? Precisely because that's the way to his road to his doom, faster doom. If Duryodhana never had the kingdom, he would have just continued with his jealousies and ambitions, kept on, you know, but it, it was the best way, the fastest way for him to enter into that doomsday mode. So his way and by that process rescue his soul out of that crassness. So his ways are mysterious and he picks up, Shurabindo reminds, uh, you know, reveals to us how the Divine Mother works in the sadhak. He says, there are three outstanding features of this yoga. One of them is Divine picks up where we are, how we are. That's why no two journeys are alike. Where we are, we stand today depends on our past evolution as well as what the future is going to reveal to us, which is unique. And he picks up from there. So there are different starting points, like the same ocean, there are different people, different starting points. But regardless of what the starting point is, he that fire begins to spread into the rest of a being. So we'll see that they, in each one there is a part which readily catches fire. In another person, that part does not open. In each one, there is a part which terribly resists till the last moment. And in another person, there is another part. But look at the beauty of <laughs> the Lord's play. We keep on looking at the other person's shadow. And the other person is also smart. He looks at your shadow. Oh, mere devotee. They don't know. Going to Samadhi, putting their head, his transformation going to come like this. I have heard people say that. But those who put their head at the Samadhi are also smart. Oh, this fellow, he thinks that just by reading books he is going to get transformed. 
both are fighting and somebody is laughing out there having <laughs> good laugh the beauty is you can combine all these things it's not either or why do we take this position i don't understand all this goes on together read a book meditate contemplate have bhakti go to the samadhi do works for the divine why limit oneself to this way or that way this is how the mind operates it takes a path i'll stick on to that do everything that one can do it's a joy it's a delightful it's a integral journey these things we do because it it's you know we don't realize they are unconscious resistances the book reader has resistance to surrender because why the ego basically it's arrogance mother says why do men don't pray she says basically if they look inside it's arrogance so what what do i do how do i justify oh prayer is something which is inferior oh prayer oh those uh, peasants and those you know people who don't have this uh, mind developed mind they go and pray you know they don't understand divine is this and that and those who pray they know ki you know you are making a fool of yourself how much joy and <laughs> revelation but we can combine both it's not this or that this is a integral yoga meditate love call the divine's name serve the divine read think pray everything every which way meet the divine then when we take that approach then a time comes when the divine master whom we are seeking outside awakens within then life begins to change there is a zen saying which has its own truth you know zen has a way of reversing things when the disciple is ready the master appears good when the disciple is truly ready the master disappears <laughs> now you keep figuring out where does he go go why does he disappear it disappeared is a way of saying he is winners he is in us it doesn't mean then again either or oh now mother is inside me so i don't need to go and bow before picture no you will do it with even more joy because now you know whom you are going to she who is within is also outside you know, people ask me then when you discover the divine within you don't need to go to samadhi and bow i said who told you surely you have not discovered the divine within that's why you are telling it he says but how what what is it this is the purpose i said no try to figure it out like this you love your uh, whatever you know girlfriend boyfriend or whatever ah uh, yes so do you carry a picture do you like to you know ah uh, well why do you carry a picture love is enough no no it adds to the joy i said exactly it adds to the joy shobindu says something very interesting in one of his letter when he is asked why is surrender to the guru outwardly was a representative of the divine regarded as the surrender of surrenders you know kabir das uh, told this in a very nice way guru gobind dau khade kaku lagu pao the guru the master and the lord here gobind is not just uh, uh, krishna but lord both are standing whom whose feet should i touch first now you see the dilemma so he says balihari guru aapki jin gobind diyo bataye yes i am going to he says the guru the master and the lord you see master takes us to the lord now time comes when the master is there and the lord both are there so he says whose feet should i touch first whom should i bow first he says of course to the master it is because of his grace that i have known the guru i have known the lord so my gratitude is to him first and there is a deep truth in it this was asked to shirbindo you know why these were these are things which go on in certain context of thought oh it's okay shirbindo now you know basically inside the divine is there mother is there shakti is there supramental is there everything is there though i don't know anything about anything but that's in bracket and parenthesis so what is the point why you have pictures why put up so shivindo has asked this question fortunately we have answers to all this that why surrender to the guru known as surrender of surrenders shivindo says is because when we bow down to the guru and surrender to the guru we surrender not only inwardly but also our outer being participates in the surrender 
that's why one physically bows down and that's why one does this and that's why one lies at the mother's feet because the outer body we deprive it and we talk about integral yoga we are depriving it the joy of lying at the mother's feet she speaks of this three types of surrender otherwise it's it's it says chatpat you know after a while it says okay you this fellow is useless he will not make me also have the joy inwardly he is happy but i don't know what it means to really lie down at the divine feet see how beautiful how it's not either or the mind has this weird tendency of reducing everything to either or surrender inside that's definitely important that's the most important thing but also surrender outside why the body should be deprived so this is a total everything it's an all embracing all inclusive journey and the final thing that shri bindu says that after you have done all this the last thing is time it takes time rome was not built in a day and new creation is not built in a lifetime so we should not be like you know ah when will i get the experience when will i have this how does it matter it's a wonderful journey imagine if divine came physically and told us you want to sign up for a divine project are you going to read all the clause sub clause and all this oh the soul said i sign up for a divine he is giving us a project after everything is over his chief accountant comes and says you know what you have signed for you know i shouldn't say chief accountant the secretary comes <laughs> Secretaries are mysterious people, you know. You don't know what they are really conveying, which side they are. So the secretary comes and says, "You know what? I have signed up. Have you read the all the thing? What is the divine is coming? He has asked me to sign. I work. You know, it's a project of ten lifetimes, thousand years project. Oh my God! Did I do this? <laughs> signed up for it. But I look at it like this: when people say, "When will super mind comes? Oh, thousand years! I say, so good." thousand years of service to the divine we have signed up for it is such a joy life after life we will serve him because now we have signed he won't leave us even if he want he is not going to leave us so better you know be very careful mother used to say very clearly if you have turned to the divine and said i want to be yours and he says yes then the whole world can can't keep you apart so be careful you know after giving one hand to divine don't know please maybe he'll pull too hard please hold me no he will pull too hard he will make sure that the other supports go away that is the story of dropdi see how one can learn yoga just through stories maybe once you should have just session of stories we used to have earlier look at it what is <laughs> dropdi what is the story why is she so special all supports are taken away what does dropdi do she doesn't say you cheat cruel monster you have done this to me i am in this guru sabha and all the great ones nobody is willing to help what have you done to me oh monster she doesn't say anything like that she says on the contrary now there is none to whom i can turn lord thou alone thou alone hey krishna hey govinda hey krishna hey govinda hey krishna hey krishna and the lord comes so he plays a game let's enjoy the game let's not become too serious about doing some yoga like that. it's a game we are playing with the lord with the lord means we are on same side <laughs> so when when me is on other side also that's the other secret you discover <laughs> he is doing what he has to do on the other side the truth is he is on rather we should make sure that we are on the side of the lord that's more important and then we go through life you know yesterday what uh, vladimir was saying the soul this is a battlefield and a sacrifice uh, shubhendra speaks one of my most favorite passages <laughs> uh, you know the soul of man is a world full of beings it's a march it's a battlefield it's a constant sacrifice but in this battlefield in this journey in this sacrifice he is with us and if he is with us what is kurukshetra that is the story of arjuna when he chooses the divine vis-a-vis the whole world this moment will come several times in our lives we talk about choices and we think this choice that choice no the choice there is only one choice for a sadhak 
the divine or what will take me towards the divine what will keep me away from the divine there is no other convention all moral social religious conventions fall aside if this takes me closer to the divine so be it mother says that that those who have turned to the divine duty towards the divine is much more important than any other duty and we see that those who have walked like that buddha i'm sure he must have had debates in his house it's not that suddenly one night he woke up dramatically and said i am going out he must be having a churning must have discussed with his wife she must have told him you know what it's too premature siddhartha my loved one look at your child 5 year old please wait for another 20 years then you walk but what buddha does because that angst inside all goes into the bonfire and buddha walks that is his karma yoga because he has to discover he has he's pained by the suffering of all around so this is the choice that we face every day on one side there are actions feelings thoughts that bring us closer to the divine and there are actions feeling thoughts which take us away from the divine there is no other criteria and this we have to see with sincerity of our own being nobody else can tell us because for each one it 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 would be different depending on the stage of evolution and a time comes when well everything has to go into the bonfire it's a preparation so be sure one day is going to snatch everything do it happily because when he snatches everything then we are ready to receive everything shubindu says in one of the letter he who has he who gives himself he they who ask from the divine the divine gives them what they ask for but they who give themselves to the divine the divine gives them not only what they would have needed or asked for but much more he gives himself this is the yagna this is the final ahuti in that om aham <laughs> ahankara aham kamna aham all this i call myself my name and fame swaha swaha is the purifying energy of agni so it gave it's not that he snatches away he purifies it and if necessary gives it back to us how he says now this is a gift from me don't forget it's no more you it's a gift that is how the divine does the two small stories with which i'll stop both inspiring yes it's just about time so in one of the stories uh, the lady herself told me when she was a little child and she came with her parents and father died then mother then wanted to give everything to the divine mother physical mother so she came with all her ornaments and everything rich bengali family and she said mother you take everything you know how they have walked that that path mother says no my child you keep it with you no mother you take it i want to keep anything with me you are there do i need anything then you see what mother says first she tells her you know your daughter is growing up she will need things you may need the money mother you are there and look mother's far sightedness she says yes my child i am there but tomorrow if it is somebody else to whom you have to ask will you be able to ask she says no mother now she you know she has self respect i won't ask anybody you i can ask well this is that's why i am telling you you keep it as if i am giving you look the difference you keep it now i am giving you there were so many instances where the mother gave back something said i am giving you now it's a lesson and the second story with which we'll close is charu chandra datta you know he was um, in freedom struggle and they used to call shurbindo as chief and so many stories of him but when shurbindo withdrew into pondicherry he got like many others got perplexed annoyed confused he burnt away many of the letters or whatever shubindo had written to him as you know but he had kept with him the geeta which shubindo had given him he shubindo used to read a geeta with his annotations and all this which he had given to charu chandradath he had very interesting experiences uh, actually he saw shri krishna in shubindo and shubindo in his idol of shri krishna now that's going into you know it's a interesting story i think charuchandra that story has come on oromano 
it's uh, i'm not advertising for aroma but you know it's a beautiful stories which you know charu chandat stories please read it it's a very lovely book small little book many other rishab chand's story now the biography is not available in the ashram i am told so uh, this um, when he comes to the ashram he is feeling a lot of pain and anguish inside what did i do you know he landed up there is a whole story wonderful story and just one bit of that story is that he is angry he doesn't want to go why because shurvinder has withdrawn and his wife kept keeps telling him you are a stupid fellow you must go there your anguish will get peace only with when you go to shurvinder and he says no i'll not go so dilip kumar roy asks shurvinder there is this charu chandra do you know him by the way shurvinder says oh charu of course he is one of those rare men with whom i have fought battles of the ages in this life i couldn't call him my own preoccupations at the same time i had to do work of a different kind when dilip kumar roy says chief thinks like this of you he says really he remembers me he knows me battle of the ages he says i am going to go so he rushes and then many things happen on the way and then when he comes he meets shurbindo when he meets mother first he has mother foreign lady i can't bow down you know freedom struggle <laughs> so he tells shurbindo you know everything is fine chief don't ask me to touch the feet of that european lady <laughs> are you go why you can't now he has to give an excuse he says you know what i have a back problem <laughs> i can't bow down so shurbindo sense of humor divine oh is that a problem that is a small issue mother will stand a few steps ahead above you don't need to bow down like that or you can bow down like that <laughs> he can't disobey the chief so he goes and as he is standing in the queue he is having all these thoughts i can't do this all these disciples going bowing down what is this indians have to now you know look for a european guru all this going on inside so i'll go and you see how the divine looks for that honesty he said i'll go there i'll say mother i can't fall in line with your disciples so i am going back thank you so much you have been very kind and gracious enough to allow me to come near but i can't do all this he's thinking all that but when he goes near he says this is european indian this is far beyond anything i can imagine he falls at her feet and he comes back he knows that uh, you know these are our slots so next day when he meets the mother he gives the geeta he says mother shurbindo had uh, given this to me this is the only thing i have of shurbindo but i think i don't deserve after all that i did and thought and so you please give it back to the lord so mother takes it gives back next day she calls charu she says shurbindo has said give back this geeta to charu tell him i gave it to him once now i am giving it to him again look at the meaning of that this is how we have to lead our life this is yoga and then leave it to time to unfold we don't know how things are times unforeseen accidents god's random plan so trust his wisdom and i'll close with these uh, lines of savitri my Uh, among my favorite plenty of lines are simply superb one who has made this world is ever its lord our errors are his steps upon the way he works through the hard breath of battle and toil he works through the fears vicissitudes of our lives he works through our sin our sorrows and our tears two days back i was recounting them but look at it it's not only when i am sitting cross legged in closed eyes and he is working when i am thinking that i am sinning he say oh this is the time to catch hold of this darkness inside him this is the true meaning of confessional confessional is not before a priest but confessional means lord this is in me there i am help me even when we are spiraling down lord that's enough he enters into the raging fires of hell to pull us out not only he pulls us out in the process enters into the darkness and curtained by the darkness does his work clears does a clearing that's how he works through the fierce vicissitudes of our lives 
and then the few lines which I recounted the other day. It ends with, after we have served this great divided world, God's bliss and oneness are our inborn right. It is not something we have to ask. It is our inborn right, but there is a condition. It is His world. After we have served this great divided world, it is in a state of division. It must move towards unity, harmony, beauty of the future. And we must do our bit, whatever role, in little way. It may be a home, it may be just within me, it may be in my surroundings, doesn't matter. It's not about big or small. But to do our bit, and when we have done it, He knows when the role we had to play is over. Then what happens? We may continue playing, but God's bliss and oneness are our inborn right. A date is fixed in the calendar of the unknown, an anniversary of our birth sublime. These calm and distant minds shall act, and all that now is not or far shall draw near to us. This, they, they will act one day, these higher states of consciousness. They will come, the great gods. Our soul shall justify its checkered walk. Look at the line. Checkered walk, black and white like chessboard. Our, there is a meaning behind it. Our souls shall justify its checkered walk. All shall come near that now is not or far. Thank you.